Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. We hope you are having a wonderful week. How are you holding up, Erica? You're smiling right now because <laughs> you know how I'm holding up. Pursuers, tell me why we just talked about burnt out. And this past week, I legit felt burnt out. But I'm okay now. So you weren't burnt out because you were not in a state of burnout it was just like you had a bad like you had a busy week i was tired i was just tired i need are you tired now no i'm definitely better i mean narcelli saw the the good the bad and the ugly do you want to talk about that (sighs) we're always putting our friendship out there we got in a little (laughs) tiff okay we were supposed to record this yeah and then we got into an altercation and then you were in a bad mood Uh, no you literally okay y'all this is how erica greeted me for the record i don't i don't think we've hashed this out so she literally no 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 we'll be we'll be nice to each other it's good because i want to share my lessons learned okay because it, it goes back to like you don't know what the other person is going through yeah Right. I didn't know at all what was going on with you. So I get on the thing and Erica's greeting was, I'm really moody today. And you were like, and I'm really tired. So like, let's go. You know, it was kind of like that. Right. It was was not totally like that. And I will say you did ask, how are you doing? In which I responded, I'm a bit grumpy today. You said moody, but that's fine. Long story short. It was very fast. Yeah. I would say something and like, I think like I would just like trigger you and then I was over it and I just basically was like, okay, you're being really rude and like pretty much like don't have time for this. I was like, we're going to have to record another day because like this is not going to be pleasant and I like hung up. Yeah. (laughs) Does that sound right? Legit. That sounds right. Okay. So rude. It was so rude. It was so rude. (laughs) It really was on both ends. Yeah. Because I hung up. And then I was just like, I'm a horrible friend. Like, I didn't even say, well, what's going on, Erica? Like, hey, like, let's pray. I feel like you would have done that. And I just was like, I was over it. The the reason was because I was super sick. And we had to reschedule a couple of times to, to record. Yeah. And I didn't know how to tell you that I was horrible that night and i didn't want to reschedule again on you it was just like a bad combo and you even heard my voice right yeah she hung up on me and then i cried Aww. you broke the camel's back i was holding it back and then it was like i'm done the thing was is that i was trying to preface it so you knew where i was coming from like i wasn't just lashing out i literally told you from the onset like just fyi i'm Whatever you said, I think I said moody. But what lesson did we learn? Oh, yeah, that we come from different places. Well, I learned my lesson. Yeah, what lessons did you learn? I don't think I did anything wrong. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Y'all, she was so short and snappy. My husband was all up in this because he obviously saw me wrecked <laughs> after that and was like, What happened? Oh. And I was like, I don't know. Narcelli thinks I was being rude, but I wasn't. And so, like, the next day, he's like, did you talk to Narcelli? And I was like, no. And so, like, he he was, like, so into this drama. Like, he wanted to know the play-by-play <laughs> of what was happening. So when we finally talked, he saw my mood was better. And he's like, who was that? 
<laughs> Someone, and then he looked at me. He's like, "It was Narcelli, wasn't it?" Because I don't think we've ever done that. No, no. Oh, aside from me turning off the camera, but that wasn't even that. You know, ne- we didn't hang up on each other. Well, my mom too. Like, I hung up, and she was like, "Well, that was quick. Is everything okay?" And I was like. I don't know what's going on with Erica, but something's going on. Like, something's not right. Erica can be snappy, but this was something else. (laughs) Super dramatic. And then the next day, I was just like, I was not a good friend. I was all up in my feels. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk. And I just totally made that about myself. And then I was miserable the whole week because I wanted to talk to you. You were having a really busy week and it was just tough. And so I was was just like, you know what? I'm going to be a friend and I'll just like try to text you and encourage you the best way that I could. After you hung up, I like literally because it was so fast. I was like, did she even want to record today? She didn't sound good. But then I was already... I had lost it, so. No. I had been dealing with sickness. That was the week I went to Arizona, right? I had bronchitis, and my doctor cleared me to go. So on Wednesday, I woke up feeling great. And then when I got to Arizona, something about the dry heat exacerbated my asthma. And I spent three miserable days in Phoenix. So by the time I, I got home on Sunday... I was exhausted. I hadn't slept. I hadn't slept at all because I've been coughing all night. It was yeah. just a, a bad combo. So between you being grouchy and me being super sick and sleep deprived, it was just like a recipe for yeah. a bad relationship. Yeah. But then we connected again. Yeah. And we're like, I'm sorry. We said our apologies. Yeah, we said our apologies. I didn't mean to be rude. Well, I know. Like, that's just not, like, that's not how you are. Like, you're not a rude person. And, like, relationships, you know, like, sometimes there's some bad days and you yeah. just kind of pick it back up. And so I love, Erica, honestly, that we have that heart. We had a little bad moment, but, like, we can pick it up and, like, move forward. So, yeah, you want to talk about last week? Yeah. Do you have any regrets about last week? I am so curious to know what pursuers thought about last week's episode. I mean, we had two parts, part one and part two. I was struggling on part one. I felt like we were working through it in part two. No. Do you? No. I think that our struggle with our last episode was that there were some things that like we felt a little uncomfortable with. It's challenging something in us. And it's like just because it's doesn't feel good doesn't mean that it's not truth yeah when you feel a very strong conviction about something and then you're you're not sure if that's just your own thoughts and perceptions on something or if it's truly how god sees the topic so specifically what we're talking about is just questioning that season of rest or that no that that season of hiatus where you're not serving and what does that actually look like how long is that season and making sure that we're not stepping out of bounds on what maybe we should be saying around that topic. Pursuers, if you haven't noticed, Erica and I feel really strongly that we really want to pursue truth and and we do really do have strong opinions about certain things. And so we're trying to hash this stuff out whenever we're doing these episodes and trying to seek for ourselves. But as always, this is these are our thoughts based on what we think to the best of our ability that we we think scripture is saying. But we still encourage you to go back to the word, read it yourself, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you directly. Because as much as we love podcasting, a burden that Erica and I have is like we don't want our our podcast or any really any podcast to supersede the word of god or what the holy spirit is telling us and 
Um, that's something that I, I apply in my own life. I listen to podcasts, but I don't think that that podcast is necessarily like the ultimate source of authority. I always go to scripture and, and say, okay, Lord, is is what's being said here truth? And at the end of the day, like the goal is to seek God and his direction. And we can hear other voices, but those voices don't necessarily mean that they're true. And I think that's where Erica and I are always, we want to be diligent. Like we're really diligent people. And we just want to make sure that we're not saying anything that's inaccurate or not good. Yeah. So let us know what you think. But today we wanted to talk about that passion for serving in the church. As we were trying to think of like, okay, well, where does our our passion for serving come from? I would say that the first place it comes from a response to what Jesus has done for us. Jesus is the ultimate expression of, of service. He, he gave his life for us. He literally demonstrates this when he goes to the cross. It was not necessarily something that he did for comfort, obviously. I mean, he was beaten. He was, his body was destroyed. Um, he was spit on. I mean, this uh, this bruising that Jesus endured for this act of service was not necessarily something that was easy. I mean, it literally cost him his life. Yeah. And he did that for the well-being of of us and he also did that for the for the glory of the father so for me when i consider what he has gone through the way jesus has given his life for me it compels me to want to give my life to him and to serve the things that he loves most and the thing that jesus loves most is his church is his bride Mm -hmm. yeah when i was thinking about this podcast episode and kind of how we were going to start, I kept asking myself, like, where does my serving passion come from? Aside from watching my parents do it, which I talked about in the last um, episode, like, why do I want to? And it it does start with that. It starts with that sense of wanting to please the Lord, to be honest with you, knowing that serving is a way to please Him. And so that love that I have for Him and that just like a child wants to impress their you know parents and wants them to be proud of them is that same kind of sense of like god did this for me and he loves me so much then i want to do this for him and so i feel like that's a compelling reason thinking about the sacrifice that he made for me that i want to give that back because that's how much he showed he loved me i would say the second one is that jesus shows us the way on how to serve in so many instances in the Bible. And so for me, it's like, okay, if he's shown us the way, then it's showing us what we should be doing and we should be more Christ-like and modeling the way that he does it. It reminds me of John 13, where um, Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room. They're gonna have the last supper and he ends up washing their dirty gross feet. It was servants who washed the feet in the households. And here is Jesus, the son of God, taking on that position of a servant and taking on that lowest position to serve his disciples in that way. And so it's just one of those powerful ways that Jesus shows us as we serve the church, we are serving others. We are being more Christ-like and we are putting ourselves in the position as Jesus put himself in the position. And the thing is that, you know, in Matthew 20, 28, it says that the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And And that's it right there. I feel like we're always talking about like our callings and our purpose and things like that being something that we do Mm -hmm. as opposed to a person that we're supposed to become 
And I, and I don't know why it is that lately I've just been thinking a lot about that. And it's like, mm. I want to become more like Jesus. And so to become more like Jesus, that means that my character has to be pruned in a, in a way and conformed in a way that looks like him. It also means that if I'm going to do certain things, then I should be doing the things that Jesus did. Last week we talked about burnout, right? So like going into solitary places and, and praying, like so Jesus modeled the way for prayer. The other thing that he modeled was service. Yeah. Everything that he ever did was never for himself. It was always for the praise of God. It was always to serve people. If that's what Jesus did, then I think there's a strong indication that that's also what we're called to do. The commandment that we have is to love God and to love others as Christ has loved us. And how has Christ loved us with the ultimate service, yeah. which is to give one's life for another. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why, especially when it comes to service in the in the church, I um, sometimes get really passionate about like the way we go about that, because when we're not being sacrificial in our service and, and I'm saying service, but it can be in anything else. Right. If we're doing something that's very comfortable it never really pushes us to become more like Christ. Yeah. Service for others allows us to focus on the needs of other people rather than our own. And can we pause for a minute? Because it's not easy. Can we just make sure that that's known? Like we talk about this and we do, you know, we say it's our desire. And then there's days when I ask myself, like, do you want to be more like Christ? Because like you're not acting like it, right? Um, I mean, just even in the incident, that we had, right? We joke about it now, but like I was struggling to get to a point where I could let go and let God. And my, it was a really, really rough week for me on so many different facets. I was super emotional. It was hard. Mm -hmm. You may not every day feel this way, but the goal as a Christian is to want to follow Christ and be like him. So I just wanted to pause real quick and say that because it's so easy, obviously, for us to say this, but like keeping it real, it's also hard and it doesn't, it, it, because things get in the way and life gets in the way and we have to go upstream. Like literally we have to push against what the world wants to sometimes do to bring us down with all of these other expectations we feel we have in our lives to get to the point where we can let go and let God and allow him to show us how to be more Christ-like instead of us thinking we know. I think what I'm always calling to is an awareness that that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Because I think that on the flip side of that, and I know that it's not easy, but it's definitely not easy when that's not even at the forefront of your mind. So like, I mean, going back to, to the example, right? Like our little disagreement, right? We could have been better, but to be Christ-like was the forgiveness piece that came after. Even though it wasn't an easy thing, like we still, the desire was to be like Christ. And I feel like some of us walk around without even having the desire or the awareness that we need to be more like him. Like we're so focused on self that we forget that the ultimate goal is to be conformed to the image of, of Christ. And sometimes we may even avoid situations that lead us there.
Yeah, I think we're just talking about two different people. I'm talking about the people who relentlessly do want to be more Christ-like and are very super aware and to reminding them that like, we also know we're in it too and it's hard. Yeah. Um, but keep going, you know, take heart that, that you know, con- continue to run the race. You're talking to the, those who are completely oblivious yeah. to the fact that they should and reminding them that like, hey, nudge, <laughs> if you're not thinking about this, you really should be if you're if you're claiming to follow Christ. Yeah, for sure. And the third thought that we had about where our passion for serving comes from is from understanding our call, understanding our purpose and our, our mandate. This is something that I always say um, about my own life. I am a worship leader. I wake up every Sunday morning and um, I mean, I show up on Wednesdays for rehearsal. I'll go to church on Sunday mornings and I love my pastors dearly, but they're not the primary reason why I I do the service that I do. I do it out of a love for the Lord and out of a, an understanding that the Lord called me. The reason why I think that it's important that I do show up and I honor my pastors, though, is because they're the ones that the Lord used to give me a platform for me to be able to step into my calling. And they're also the ones that are that are pouring into me and talking to me while I'm going through that process, right? So I'm not saying that you don't want to, like, honor your pastors. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm saying is both. If you honor your pastors with your service, you're honoring God with your service. Um, and vice versa, if you honor God with your service, you're going to honor your pastors and your leadership. But for me, what I'm saying is that I have an understanding that who I am responding to is is to the call of God and my passion for service comes from that. I mean, from the privilege. Just recently, I was crying before God and I was saying, you realize you chose me for something that I don't deserve mm-hmm. and and something that I was not equipped for. Mm-hmm. I just was not equipped for doing this. And I was just like, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I can't, I, I'm, in the, I'm in disbelief. Mm-hmm. When I consider who I was and who I am now, I think about this all the time when, when I walked into Chili's that, that first day that I met your brother, Erica, and we, we talk <laughs> about it because I had such a horrible attitude. Um, I didn't know the Lord. Your brother would have never in a million years thought that that girl would be his father's worship leader. Yeah. I wasn't even saved. I mean, you can hear my passion and my zeal when I talk about yeah. it because like that's where it comes from. It's from an understanding yeah. that God elected me and gave me an opportunity to fulfill something that at the end of the day, I was not equipped or deserving of, but he yeah. called me to it. And yep. the thing is that he's calling every one of us. Yes. First Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Amen. I would say I have a similar feeling towards the passion piece. I mean, I know this one's the one that you had brought up when we were uh, talking about this. So pursuers, usually we kind of get together and we're like, okay, we want to talk about this topic. Like, what are your thoughts? And like, what are your, you know, what do you think that comes from? And I'm like, okay, yeah, where do I serve? Like, why do I serve in these ways? And we're kind of coming to the table of how to formulate our thoughts um, as best as we can. And so when you brought this one up, I know for you with such a, an amazing testimony, it's, it's so clear to kind of see that for me, I used to struggle a lot because obviously I was raised in a church. So it's just kind of like, it's been my norm. 
However, I most recently saw um, this gentleman who was speaking, and it was so beautiful, but he said, you know, those who've been raised in the church often think that they don't have a testimony. But in fact, the testimony is the faithfulness of God's generational blessings through you, because it was through your family that you had the blessing to be in the position to know Christ at such a young age. And that alone is God's testimony to you and your family's testimony from those generational blessings. I thought that was so beautiful. Um, And because I had been raised in a church and had seen all of this serving, for me, I, I could see and develop very early what my gifts were for the church. And there were different things. There was administration because I had to do the administration. And so God was building that skill up in me. I was able to teach um, the children. And so I was already building that as a very young age, starting to um, teach the little ones about, you know, Jesus. And so those types of skills were already built in me. So at this point in my life, that passion comes from knowing the things that God has already refined in my gifts and abilities. I cannot sit on the bench and watch everybody else do things because I know God's already given me these gifts, these opportunities to hone in on those skills and then use them for his glory and his honor in the church. So that's where my passion comes from. And I just want to say, I went to a conference last year and there was a another church at this conference and they found out that I was at Camino and I was um, under the leadership of Pastor Gilbert Mares. <laughs> It was a church, I believe, in California, and like they had had some sort of impact in their church as a result of your grandfather's ministry. Yeah, that's the blessing. Yeah, this last time that your brother also visited the church, I watched um, your brother's son run to to your dad and say, "Grandpa!" And he just like <laughs> gives him a hug. And I was thinking, this is the generational lineage. I mean, can you imagine yeah. being a grandfather and seeing your little kiddo just like loving god i don't know about you guys but like that stuff just moves me and it makes me fall in love with the lord so much more my challenge to all of us right is um is to ask ourselves okay if we have been equipped with a gift just because we don't feel equipped doesn't mean that we're not equipped Mm. and so the lord has given us gifts Mm -hmm. so then the question is how are we to steward that and then what opportunities are in our local bodies to be able to do that and then i think next week we should totally talk about what are the benefits of using that gift yeah and do you see it as a benefit (laughs) if you know how to play the piano do you actually see that as a benefit to glorify god Or if you do know how to host people and you love to serve people in those ways, do you even know Mm. that that's a gift? It's a benefit to be able to do that within the body, not just for your own house parties or whatever, you know, you do with your friends, but um, to be able to also use that in, in the church. As you guys saw last week, I was super frustrated because, like I said, I want I want you to serve with me. I want you to be there serving with me and not sitting on the bench or on the sidelines. I'm the one that's going to be like waving you in and being like, come on, let's go. Yeah. You can be used over here. And it's exciting, even with the, with the good or the bad, you know, because like we should have like a whole episode on just like the frustrations of ministry. <laughs> so some questions to leave with you today are, do you know your calling? And if you do, that could lead you to a passion of serving in the church and maybe in new ways. Are you concerned more about others serving you than you serving others? So when you're, if you're going to a church or you're looking for a church, 
Are you more concerned about what they can do for you versus what you can do for that church? And how do you know your gifts? Have you taken a gifts assessment? Have you asked those around you what gifts they see in you? If not, I would would love for you to take this opportunity to do that and see where it leads. That is really good. Those are really great questions. I mean, even as you were talking, I was like thinking about about it myself but we hope that this has been really fruitful for you guys Uh, we'd love to know the reasons why you serve or how you've developed a passion for serving we'd love to to know that so pursuers as always we want to invite you to send us text messages emails you can go to upstreampursuit.com and submit your thoughts there we also have our social media page Um, you can go to upstream pursuit on instagram and send us messages there or leave comments but we want to know what's going on with you guys how how you're doing what are you learning in your service Um, how are you developing your own passion for serving what's compelling you to go do this every week or every month at your church we want to know all about it um, and we want to thank you guys, um, those of you who do send the messages and the text messages to, you know, for encouraging us, for always um, sharing, you know, different topic ideas. And if you have any topic ideas, please send them our way because we would love to talk about the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. We want to continue to invite you to please like and subscribe to our podcast so that you can continue getting this content for yourself and then also share it with others. As always, we hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth pursuers.